Here we go! Well, I do seem to attract the scum of the Earth. Yeah, that sounds about right. Watch out! <laughs> Boy, you are not ready. Do what you were born to do. You are a hero. Finishing this fight. All right, welcome to episode seven of the Current Gen Podcast. My name is Tim, and I'm here with Derek. Hello. Daniel Freitas. Motorboat and Tifa. <laughs> And we have a guest joining us this week, and we're going to talk a little bit about PC gaming, and that is Lee. Welcome. Hi. Hello, Lee. Lee, and now we don't do a video version of this podcast right now. We're used to it for our old show, but for right now we don't do that. But if you guys could see, Lee has this absolutely sweet setup where we can see right into the belly of one of the beast's PCs he has there. At least I assume that's what I'm looking at, right? It's like a disco yes. tech. <laughs> yeah. It's... It's my other wife, so yeah. <laughs> and she right. acknowledges it. I mean, I could do. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's there. It's my it's my other beloved. It is so cool looking. So uh, all the glowing lights and stuff. Like I, whoever starts talking at some point, I'm just gonna get lost in those lights right there at some point. So it looks very very cool. Much cooler than my background, which is just the blackness of the room behind me. Or Derek, or Derek and Dan, who just blur out the background because they're embarrassed of their families. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm afraid you guys are going to get nudity. <laughs> we might. From Good you. thing you're blurring it out for us. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's jump into stuff that we're playing before we get to some of our main topics of this week. So let's start off with our guest, Lee. Are there any games that you're playing these days that uh, that are doing it for you, that you're enjoying? Um. So I've kind of been missing a lot of sports in general lately with everything going on. So I've been playing a lot of NHL 20. Oh, nice. Uh, MLB The Show. Um, and if I'm not in the mood for those, then, you know, I've uh, actually started up Division 2 again on PC um, just to kind of play it because I, I used to, I had played it on PS4 and done all that stuff with it, but um, I kind of wanted to go on PC and really see how it is on there. Um, I had it since launch. I just never got around to really playing it with getting too busy with work and kids and everything else. But finally yeah. with... The sad part is with this whole quarantine thing is I have time after work <laughs> to actually yeah. play video games, which yeah. is sad. But, yeah. um, you know, then my usual round of like World of Warcraft here and there. Um, a lot of um, our game nights recently with our friends, we've been doing some social games. Like um, we're planning to do a virtual game night tomorrow and we're going to play Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Oh, nice. um, so that's going to be a, that, that should be fun. Um let me see what else got. Hey, with Division Two on PC versus PS4, what are the biggest differences there? It's just graphical differences. Okay. Right. Um, I mean, for me personally, I like playing with a keyboard and mouse for a shooter. So to me, I'm able to do a lot. I, I'm able to play it better. I feel um, even a third-person shooter, huh? Yeah, even that, even a third-person shooter, because with my mouse, I have a button, which is like a sniper button, which lowers the um, DPI of my mouse cursor, so I'm able to kind of slow it down when I'm doing some snipe shots. So Whoa! It's, yeah, it, that's one of my... So we are going to get into 
That's PC nerdism right here, man. This is going <laughs> to be some good technology. stuff tonight. Yeah, we're no kidding. All good. <laughs> it's literally, I literally just have to take this button right here. Yeah, yeah those, I want one of those right mouses too. Yeah, look at that thing. thing. So, okay, like, so that's probably why Derek likes to play stuff like Nier on PC, so he can slow down as she's climbing up a ladder and get the real slow mo. <laughs> I got it. Why do you say that? I did buy Nier, even though I hate that game. I have it on PC. <laughs> of course you do. How do you hate my, that amazing game? Data 4K. What's wrong with you? Oh boy. But yeah, I mean that's really just the main difference is just how you play it versus yeah. and also the. The overall experience of the game, as far as graphics are concerned, I mean, we can we can all agree that PC has a graphical um, superiority when it yep. comes to you know, and and it's not it's not a you know false claim. It's not something yeah. like fake news or whatever. It's it's the truth. Yeah. You know. I, so. Um, and really, aside I mean, from the, that, the Switch is a little better, but it's cool. It's fine. I mean, yeah. It's, no, it's, you know, it totally you can't just, carry around a PC. I mean, oh, well, I mean, if it's a gaming <laughs> laptop, oh. he's so. got a button on his mouse for that too. Makes yeah. his computer fly around. I should. I mean, I've got like 14 fans in it. It could fly if I probably. Oh could set That's it. fair. <laughs> hey, you know what? The one thing I wish that Ubisoft would do with the division um, games is allow you, and maybe they do, and I just, I'm not aware of it. Some kind of cross save where you can carry your progress over. Yeah, from... that's that's what I was kind of hoping with Division Two when they came out with it was a, a cross, just a cross save. Yeah, because I love to carry my character over from PS4 onto PC, great. and then just go at it with it. But and yeah. it is, it is. I mean, the Division Two for me is still a lot of fun. I enjoy going through it. For uh, sure. I mean, they've got the Ubisoft Club, which, by the yeah. way, I know it's easy to make fun of them for that kind of thing, but. Pretty much every Ubisoft game I play, I download some kind of free something from the Ubisoft Club, yeah. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but I feel like they could utilize that system they already have set up for saves, but whatever. I'm sure there's more complexity to it than that. Well, cool. So, Anything else that you're playing these days that uh, that you're digging? And you said Warcraft, by the way, right? Are you playing like yeah. the old vanilla version they relaunched? Oh, yeah, you... yeah okay. classic WoW. Oh, yeah. That was, I mean, I, I played that from the very beginning. So that was, that just brought back memories of, you know, my <laughs> living in my apartment many many years ago and kind of just having the single life and being the super nerd that i am was with warcraft school warcraft school that was it yeah i was deep into the warcraft stuff for a while let me it's funny when warcraft came out i remember and i don't know remember how close they were but in my mind they released really close together that was warcraft and everquest 2 were going to come out around the same time i don't remember if they actually released close or not but in my mind those were the two major ones to choose from and I remember my buddy and I doubled down on EverQuest 2. We're like, it's a sequel. Blizzard doesn't know what they're doing with MMOs yet. Like, this is the way to go. Yeah. And we really had fun with it, but everyone and their mother was playing World of Warcraft. So we eventually made this shift over and, and loved it. Loved yeah. it. Yeah, EverQuest 2, I think, was like 2004. Okay. 2000, 2004. And I know World of Warcraft was around the same time frame with, uh, with Vanilla. So, yeah. Um, I mean, a good portion of my gaming was just that. When... God, that was literally all I played every every day. The old Leroy Jenkins too. Yeah, oh, good stuff. All the raiding and all the all the questing and forty man raids. God, those were a pain in the ass. Yeah, but still fun. Still, yeah, well, to some degree. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have time to sit around in a queue waiting for, you know, 40 that, guys to come around for... You would, for you would start a raid, and then as you're waiting and everything's getting organized, you're like, yeah. oh, gosh, I could have been having so much fun doing other non-raid stuff this <laughs> I, whole time. I could have... I normally did my questing and farming while I waited for raids to put to get put yeah, together. Yeah. That was my... That's what I did. So. Well, sweet. But, yeah. So that's been my gaming. Cool, man. Well, good. Thanks for joining the show. Uh, Daniel, what about you, my friend? What have you been playing? I, I have one guest, but I'm just going to let you tell us. Uh, Animal Crossing, obviously. Oh, okay. All right. Um, well, actually, <clears throat> let me just say first, so Renee and I have been playing Animal Crossing still. That game, I don't think is really that fun unless you're just messing with, again, like I mentioned before, the clock of the system and, and kind of going forward at your own pace. I, I can't imagine someone having fun playing that game the way that they want you to play it. it it's very odd to me because it's unbearably slow. Hmm. unbearably slow um we technically beat the game like basically you're kind of leading up to a certain point of um getting that dog with the guitar onto the island he's like a celebrity so like you're trying to make your island all nice to get him over there um and that's how like the game ends and then there's like the end game stuff and even even like once you hit that it's kind of like this is still way too slow like you're giving me more stuff to do but like it's still way too slow so yeah i don't know I, I guess I don't. I, I guess I'm sort of on board with how you were coming at it from the beginning. Um, I think it is more enjoyable once they do start adding more stuff, but it's it's still just way too slow of a game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some people, that's what they want, and that's what they got. So it's yeah. not more power to them. It's just not for me. Um, I'm still playing Valfaris. I played a little bit more of that, but um, obviously mainly Final Fantasy VII remake because it's excellent. You pretty close to the end. I'm on. I'm at the end of chapter 13, and I believe there's 16 altogether. I, I think it was eight, there's I think 18. Is there 18? 18. Okay. Oh, is there 18? Okay. I thought I had 16 in my head for some reason. And how many hours do you think you put in? Well, the my save says 27 so far. I'm about okay. 27 hours so, and I, I think I heard Actually, it was around. People were saying they were beating it in like 30 hours because I'm only in chapter eight. I'm like. 15 hours in yeah like i feel like and i don't think i'm like exploring there's not much to explore i'm doing the side missions but and i'm not dying a lot i just feel like the game's super slow well the the pacing changes some of the chapters give you a bunch of side quests to do and then some of the chapters literally it's just a linear level to go through and next thing you know it the screen comes up this now you're in the next chapter you're like oh there was really nothing to slow you down in some chapters so yeah the pacing is different to be honest, I've I've probably added like a whole hour on to the whole experience, literally just stopping and listening to the music or like looking around the environment. <laughs> Save that. Keep that to yourself, dude. Listen, like, I'm, I'm not I'm not upskirting uh, I'm not upskirting that. Tifa like you, you freaking pervert. All right? <laughs> Listen, I'm enjoying the. I'm very upset about that. I don't know if you guys try to upskirt her. I, of course, did. And first of all, the game tries to block you. I noticed it because as soon as I start scrolling close to her area, she disappears. I'm like, what's going on? She senses how much of a creep you are. And, then, and not Cloud, like, you specifically. Like, the game has her disappear. So it's not like, you know, oh, the camera's just too close. No, she disappears. I'm like, these guys knew perverts were going to try to do this. I would love to think Showed a picture of uh, the Notre Dame Jesus or whatever, touchdown Jesus or something like that, right when it happens. Like, yeah. But then the other issue is um, 
I noticed when she was like running up a hill or climbing up a ladder or something, I was like, yeah, I can, I can check her out now. She's wearing shorts under that skirt. I Well, yeah, I'm, obviously. I'm disappointed. You just need you just need to get that blanket that Jesse White found on Amazon. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 That was That's, someone made that. Derek made it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, Derek made it. Well, the only thing I'm upskirting is the plates above me in Midgar. I'm just looking right up at those plates, just right up them. So I don't, I don't think I like that. I don't like that. Yeah, there, I mean, there's some pretty crazy moments that happen. So, Derek, where you are in the story, I, I found myself interested, but not like, wow, this is amazing. It was like, this is interesting. I am i can't wait to see what happens when they open this game up with the sequel or whatever. But there are things that happen, though, in chapters specifically. I want to say it's like 9 through where Dan is, through like 13. Things get crazy, and there's some cool stuff. There's some sad stuff. There's a bunch of stuff that happens that... Even as someone who's played Final Fantasy VII multiple times, I was like, I don't remember this. So either it happened and I forgot, or this is totally new. So yeah. there's definitely I... specific moments. Like yeah. I, there's a moment I'm at right now where something involving a certain individual, I'm like, that's different. So yeah. let's see where that goes because yeah. that's a little different, and I'm yep. curious. So. Um, oh, also but... they do eventually open up fast travel. I'm in chapter. 14 or maybe okay. that's 13 There's but they open up fast travel with basically there's a side mission where you are helping the chocobo guys uh find their missing chocobos that ran away yep and um as you find each one there's a boss fight with each one or i should say a difficult fight with each one yeah and then um every every one that you find it opens up a whole bunch of fast travel oh, okay. uh, all right cool so they're basically like bus stops that's nice. how fast travel cool. works um, so which is nice because after a while i'm like i don't want to keep running back for all this stuff so anyway so it, it's, we're not going to – is this kind of our main, like, for this episode, talking about seven? Because there was just a couple of things I wanted to – Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, this is, so, it. this is only seven talks. We'll get to that. Obviously, now being that many hours into the game – because I think we did – except for Derek. I think you and I, 99% were, like, positive on it. Derek yep. was a little more, you know, not 99%. But um, definitely the side quests. I, you don't wear shorts and you get a 100 on my medic. Okay, well, <laughs> tell ladies that in real life, see what their response is. <laughs> tell a woman in real life that that same response, see what happens. Oh, gosh. Um, God, but, oh, yeah, I mean, I people have been complaining think. for sure. The side quests, not great. They definitely, I think that's a missed opportunity, especially considering they flushed, they took this, what, not even five-hour part of the original and flushed it out into, like, a 30-hour game. They could have done so much more with the side quests. Yeah. And, like, and, yeah. I mean, there's, like, characters that weren't in the original that are part of some side quests that are a, a little more fleshed out, but, like, still not quite, like... Yeah, but most of the NPCs are pretty poorly rendered yeah. and, and it's, designed. It's not quite at the, like, Witcher 3 or, like, Assassin's Creed Odyssey level. Like, nope. that's, that's what I would have wanted. Yep. And it's not that. Yep, that's my main criticism still. We talked about it last week, and I agree with that. The side quests are weak, and that they're weak comparatively to other modern yeah. games that have side quests. You yeah, know, The yeah. Witcher, and, well, that, and I, I think it's fair to compare it to those. And it's, I think if I better. remember correctly, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, I'm a huge fan of Final Fantasy XV. It's my favorite Final Fantasy. I don't think the side quests in that game were good. 
Like I think the the killing like hunting animals and stuff was super fun. The hunts were really fun, yeah. Yes, but like to actually have like a story side because yeah. they were all stupid. Yeah, no, same. they weren't. Great. I feel it's but the I mean, same thing. I feel like yeah. it's really tacked on. Like, go talk to Sally, and Sally yeah. will tell you she's missing her nut. Go now, her I will, job. I will say this: uh, a lot of the side quests do have worthwhile rewards. So that's the yeah, problem yeah. is that they're not fun. The stories of them aren't really interesting. It's like, oh, the kids are missing. They're just over there. Okay, cool. Yeah. So and oh, and as soon as you find them, you have to fight some monster that they were playing with or whatever. So it's it's kind of almost like still like with ja- it seems like with Japanese role playing games, that's just kind of the given is like oh yeah. side quests you get cool stuff, especially like later on towards the end of the game. But like the actual approach is not as interesting. I think they definitely need to take a page out of Western developers how they do their side quests because agreed. It, yeah. you know have less side quests but like have them be more fleshed out if that's the case like if you western don't have the... developers treat side quests like their main quests yeah. Um, yeah. jrpg they treat side quests like side quests yeah, yeah. and i will say this since we're we got pc on the brain on this console gen podcast this week um this is a game that i can't wait to at least if no for nothing else to see video of what this looks like when they really refine it because some of the textures are still a problem like there was a scene yeah. There's a scene where I was talking to a character and then the, the angle changes and the chain link fence behind them didn't render very quickly. So for okay. like half of the sentence, it was just this big gray fuzz <laughs> and then it rendered and it was the chain link fence. And I was just like, oh, this, some of this is so distracting. I don't know when it's coming out, but I know this game's supposed to come to PC and that's yeah. the version I want. I, I don't know if they'll make changes. What I mean by changes, like they'll actually spend more time to like fix these these issues that people are are pointing out in the PS4, but I would love for them to fix that. Plus, and and Lee talked about like when he was talking about PC, like he was talking about graphical advantages for sure. I, that's one of the biggest reasons why I'm like all about PC gaming that, now. That's but, honestly the reason why too. I'm kind of all right. So before today, I was trying to convince myself to just wait for this game. Mm-hmm. Um, for its PC arrival. Then I got great news today from my job that they were giving us a $3 raise <laughs> for like the oh, next nice. month because we're essential workers. So as a, as IT, I'm going, all right, well, that just bumps up my salary a little bit more. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, so now I said, all right, so now I do have the disposable income because I'm trying to save as much as I can. God forbid something happens, just trying to be smart. Mm-hmm. And so now today I was like, okay, I can put down to 65 bucks that it's yeah. going to take for me to get this game on PS4, yeah. which I, I pretty much will now at this point. Yeah. But that was my biggest stumbling block into getting it. It was, okay, I know this is coming to PC. I know when it comes out, I will have the best possible of everything because that's what I do with my PC is I get the best possible that I can for it. So I will get to experience it in the best possible way that the developers meant for it to be in. Yep. And, you know, I, as Derek was saying, that the graphical advantage is just going to be... But I also think it'll be, yeah. in, and you'll notice it, Lee, when you play it. Uh, it's not, it runs good, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But for me, I can notice it's clearly hot the... at like 30 frames per second, if that. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. slow slowness to it. And, um, yeah, especially so with it. some big battles with all the effects that are going on. Yeah. I, I've had a little hiccups here and there. Nothing that's ruined my experience no, by no. any stretch, they, but they it, yeah. optimize it pretty good yeah. when I'm performance. And I, hey, I'm playing on a standard PS4. It's, so yeah. 
graphically it's kind of all over the place like we talked about it last week so we don't need to go over it again but when they made it beautiful like characters and stuff like that they made it beautiful dude like Garrett's like, house which which by the way her, the, her house makes no sense because she lives in this these awful <laughs> slums and there's all these like little tin houses. It makes sense, Tim. And you walk around the corner and her and her mom have this gorgeous valley filled with it, flowers and a waterfall and this beautiful, well, really well-built house. And I'm yeah. like, you selfish. Tim, story-wise, it makes sense. <laughs> but anyway, the areas like that are like, whoa, the colors really pop. It looks really yeah. nice. Yeah. And then other areas, when you're talking to someone, you're like, they didn't even bother to color that door right there. That's no. just a standard gray. Look I at mean, that. Even some of the animations on the characters and stuff like that. It's mostly those NPCs when they talk to you, and all of a sudden, it goes from this really cool cutscene where everything from the voice acting and the mouth movements look good, and all of a sudden, it guts, it goes to an in-game cutscene, and their mouth is just like, ah, 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 Okay. Yeah. Got it. Sure. So, so those are my, I, my nitpicks from last week. Stay. I'm with you, Dan, on that. Like no, none of that stuff's really changed for me. And I will say I I love what they've done with the story of this thing. Again, as someone who played Final Fantasy VII years ago, and I really don't remember a lot of the details. I just remember some of the big benchmark moments of that game and kind of yeah. how the overarching story goes. So a lot of this stuff I feel like I'm experiencing for the first time. Like it truly, it truly feels like a brand new Final Fantasy game to me, uh, just with characters that I'm familiar with. That's what it feels like. It feels totally. It they, they did a good job. I, yeah. I think, and, and we can move on after this, but like I'm playing Final Fantasy VII too. I'm not playing as much as Tim and Dan because I I am getting sidetracked. It's funny that Lee mentioned the NHL because I saw him playing it and then I saw it on sale and I was like, I really want an NHL game. So I actually bought it and I played it a couple times. But um, I, I've been playing Final Fantasy VII and I like it. Like I feel like I like it. Like, I don't, I objectively can look at it and go, okay, comparing it to the old version, they've done some amazing things here. Not just, again, graphically, we don't need to get on that again, but like just the way they've changed the, the gameplay, the way they've brought these characters to life. Some mm-hmm. of the characters, they've kept them like very close to home and how they used to be, but also still made them modern. Yep. So they did a really good job. But my yeah. thing is, and I know some people are going to have a problem with this, but this is how I do. I'm still comparing this game to other RPGs, and I'm like, eh, falls short. Like that's where my issue is. I get irritated with some some things that I don't like, and it's not. I can handle the linear level design. I don't like it because I it literally funnels you. Like if you look at the maps, it's just funnels. Yeah, you, you can make little. They might split, but it's not open at all. Like, it's, like, very, like... But so was the original Midgard. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But when I compare it to modern games, again, I know more are are open world, but even if you compare it to most modern games that are even linear, they're still a little bit more open. So those are, like, little minor things. The gameplay, I'm still having an issue with the camera. I know you guys were like, well, I like the, the targeting system works great. It does work. But I still, when I'm fighting multiple enemies, and some of them are just as powerful or more powerful than me, so I have to be aware of where they are. And I'm getting blindsided constantly because I'm like, oh my god, this camera is like sucking up on me. So I still have like camera issues. I get annoyed with it. But overall, I like it. I still want to see how the story plays out. Like mm-hmm. I don't know Final Fantasy as well, Final Fantasy VII as well as other people. I know 
the story. I played most of the first one. I definitely got out of. I'm. I actually checked because I downloaded Final Fantasy VII on the PS4 again. That's where I was playing it, and uh, I was like twenty something hours in. It, so I'm really far in. That's with the speed up. I don't. I wasn't yeah, playing yeah, yeah. regularly, so I know I'm really far into the game. Yeah. Um. So. I, I like the story. I like the characters. I'm really interested in seeing how it plays out. I definitely will finish it. Like, I don't finish a lot of JRPGs, but I wouldn't say this feels like a JRPG. Like, old Final Fantasy VII, JRPG. This one, they've definitely, like Final Fantasy XV, they've definitely made it more modern. They've done a yeah. really good job. I think Square's kind of evolving as a developer, and I think that's cool to watch happen, because I still, I feel like it still has the heart of what I remember from classic yeah. Final Fantasy games. And yet, so many pieces of it, to me at least, feel really modern. Like I, they I, definitely tug at your nostalgia strings yeah. while still like you're not playing the same game. Like you said, it's very fresh. It's it's a relief to see them having gone in this direction, and um, <clears throat> and it seems like there's heart here. And I know you just said that 15 is your favorite. It's obviously not my favorite. I still definitely like a lot of stuff about it. Um, but it it, it for me it was a misstep kind of like how 13 was because for me story is important and i feel like those two games both misstepped story wise mm. but this going back to what i kind of feel like they were when i first be- fell in love with final fantasy that that, that heart and soul that like just seems like they really care and put a lot of effort into this um, oh i would definitely say and again i haven't beat the game but or beat this portion of this full game but um uh i would say the story is definitely better than final fantasy 15 that's not why I love Final Fantasy 15. I like the story in Final Fantasy 15. I think people are way too harsh on it. They're like it's incomplete. It's blah blah blah. I'm like, it might be it might be missing things that you you think should have been there, but overall, the story still made sense from beginning, middle to end. I like, don't. They still told I don't a good think story. that at all, but that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> this isn't this isn't <laughs> Daniel Freitas. It, it, time. Do, it literally doesn't. <laughs> this isn't have... Daniel Freitas time. So they literally, um, they literally made three DLCs. Like they up. made three DLCs with the with the three bo- uh, bros separately. And then there's the Arden background uh, story DLC. And then they wrote a book that was actually the. Don't real forget movie. the movie. The movie was pretty cool. Yes. But, but then they wrote a book. That too. All that should have been in the game. I don't completely agree with that. They, the, the book literally has the actual real ending. They've literally said, this is the book. It, this is the actual. But I don't read it. No, I don't read it. <laughs> so but it's not I, a complete game. read it to me at night when he's putting me to bed. Yeah, Listen, so I. I, I got to just mention this. I think 15, I loved it when I played it. Um, looking back on it, it didn't have a super complete story in the base game. I've heard they've wrapped it up in better ways with the DLC. I never played it. But I just think uh, it's been a while since I played a Final Fantasy game that the story uh, hooked me like like this version of 7 has hooked me. I, f- I think yeah. it's probably been since 10 that a Final Fantasy story has really done it for me. And uh, so this is recapturing a lot of that for me. I, I again, don't get me wrong. I, I really loved 15. We talked about it a few years ago when we did our game of the year. It was had a good story. It did. I never got through it all because I didn't like the gameplay as much. I thought it was okay at yeah. the time. I was a younger gamer, so I wasn't as harsh as I am now. Yeah. But like the big problem was to me the gameplay, and that was what I was trying to say. Is 15 has a decent story. Notice I'm saying decent. But the reason it's my favorite is not the story. It had a very addictive uh, gameplay. I love the characters. Like, I love my little 
group of they were definitely the strongest people. aspect yeah they were and their friendship was really cool but all right yeah, so, yeah. The, world, the world was super cool like i love oh, yeah. The yeah so seven remakes the only thing i'm playing and i've already chimed in enough on what i think about it i'm love 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 loving it so let's move on um, now let's talk more. Well, yes, <laughs> but I mean, I'm gonna have thoughts when we finish the game too. Actually, something we've been texting about as a group as well has been, um, hey, when we all wrap this up, let's do a spoiler cast of this thing so yeah. we can dig into the story details and what we think about the characters and how things turned out. So, as soon as all three of us wrap that up, we will probably at some point do a spoiler cast. But for now, we move on from things we're playing, and we move into current gen Battle Square. And this is hey. when uh, we play a game of some sort. And so I'm I in charge of that game up. <laughs> you did. You I totally did. did. Uh, this is when I make up a game and you guys, so you three, Lee and Dan and Derek, you guys will each answer these multiple choice questions and just keep track of how many you get right. So we've got eight okay. questions. We'll see who can get the most correct. And then I have a, a lightning round if there's a tie of some kind. Okay, so we're all answering, giving an answer, though, right? Yeah, you'll you'll take like turns picking your answer, and then I'll tell you the correct one, and just keep track of how many you get right. We'll have to alternate who goes first, because we don't want someone like Derek copying the answers every time. <laughs> um, exactly. Um, Can I get right, off you got it. Got so this game, is called, this game is called Spot the Difference. So I'm going to give you some sort of scenario, and then one of these items will meet the criteria or not meet it, depending on the setup of the question. So you're going to pick the one that is different than the others. Okay? So I'll... Here's the first question. Which of these franchises does not have an entry with turn-based combat? So I'm going to list four franchises, no, five franchises, and one of them does not have an entry with turn-based combat. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I did my best to research this. All right, here we go. A, Ghost Recon. B, Super Mario. C, Hitman. D, The Legend of Zelda. Or E, Mega Man. Which one of these does not have an entry with turn-based combat? Ooh. So let's see. A, Ghost Recon, B, Super Mario, C, Hitman, D, Legend of Zelda, or E, Mega Man? I have a feeling a lot of these have some type of uh, mobile game that has, like, this stupid crap I'm combat. stuck between two of them, but... Yeah. All right, so I'm just going to go first. I'm going to say Mega Man. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say Zelda. Can I say the same answer as yep, the other? Absolutely. Okay, yep. So I'm gonna. I think Zelda. All right. The correct answer is D. Legend of Zelda does not yeah. have a turn-based combat entry. So one point for each of you guys. Uh, Ghost Recon has that DS turn-based one, which is okay. actually a pretty fun strategy game. Super Mario, of course, has Paper Mario games and Mario RPG. That one's pretty easy. Yep. Hitman does have Hitman Go. Which is not just a mobile game; it's across all platforms. It's this is a turn-based strategy game, and then Mega Man has the Battle Network series, which is all yes. turn-based. Yep. All right, so that you get the idea. You got to pick the one that's different. Okay, this one only has four options. This one's probably going to go to Freitas if I had to guess. We'll see. Which one of these Final Fantasy games allowed you to use a Moogle as a full-fledged member of your party? That doesn't mean that it's the only one. It's just which one of these four let you do it. Sure. Final Fantasy VI. Final Fantasy Tactics, Final Fantasy X, or Final Fantasy XIV? I'm going to let one of, you two answer first. Which one of those four games allows you to use a Moogle as a full-fledged member of your party? 6, 10, 14, or Tactics? I, I guess I did it out of order. 6, Tactics, 10, or 14? 6? 14. 6. The answer is A, Final Fantasy VI. 
allowed so, it to yeah. use <laughs> she a Moogle as a full player member of your party. <laughs> it's a totally optional character in that game. The name is Mog, and uh, he's actually pretty sweet. Pretty cool Moogles character. are cute. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so far it's two to two to nothing. This was the goal, was to humiliate Derek on live television. <laughs> Live television. Excellent. Um, all right. <clears throat> which one of this one, Dan, you might not do as well. I, I don't know. Uh, which one of these professional sports has EA Sports not made a full game of? So mini games don't count. If you've got some weird mini game set that EA maybe made back in the day, it's got to be a full game they made. So here's the four sports. They'd made games of three of these and not for one. A, cricket. B, arena football. C, snowboarding, or D, cycling? We're going to start with you, Dan, on this one. Can you say the four again? A, cricket, B, arena football, C, snowboarding, or D, cycling? Which one of those has EA Sports not made a full game version of at some point? I'm going to say D, cycling. Okay. We'll go to Derek. What was it again? Uh which one of these professional sports has EA Sports not made a full game of? Uh, cricket, arena football, snowboarding, or cycling? Um, I'll say I'll say cycling. Okay, Lee. I'll say cycling too, because that just doesn't seem like it would be in their in their wheelhouse. You guys I are feel all like correct. there was a cycling game. Um, you guys are all correct. Yes, there are Tour de France games, but they're not made by EA Sports. Yeah. So, yep, but they have made Suck at least it, one. I sports games. They have made <laughs> at least one. Uh, I should have said Tour de France because that one might have. I don't know. That one sounds a little more. Yeah. Whatever. All right. So you. That's uh, three to three. To one. Who did make those? Because that's what I was thinking after I said. They actually have one coming out again this year. Um, I forget the company that makes those. Okay. Yeah, because I that popped in my head. I was like, shoot, did they actually? Make don't it? look it up. I don't. You, no, I should have told you. The rules are, of course, don't look stuff up. All right. Um, okay. Which of these four games had fully voiced characters speaking English? That's a key part of this. Which Which of these four games had fully voiced characters? A. Dino Crisis. B. Okami. C. The Sims 4. Or D. Suikoden 2. Which of them had fully voiced characters speaking English? We'll start with Lee this time. What were the choices again? A, Dino Crisis, B, Okami, C, The Sims 4, or D, Suikoden 2. Which one had fully voiced characters speaking English? The other three did not. Hmm. Uh, I would. I don't know this one. I'm just going to say D. Suikoden 2, okay. Yeah. We'll go to Dan. I fit. I'm gonna say Dino Crisis, but I feel like one of the other ones does, but maybe not. But I'm gonna say Dino Crisis. Mr. I'll go D. So we could end two. Yeah. All right, this one goes to Mr. Freitas. It is yeah. a Dino Crisis is the only one that has yeah. fully voiced characters. Say, Coden Two didn't have voice acting. I thought it did. Nope. Oh, okay. Yeah. Does not. Uh, and Okami and Sims 4 does have voice sounds, but it's that gibberish language yeah. stuff. Simulation, all that nonsense. Yep, 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 yep. All right, number five. Oh, so far it's Dan in the lead, I think. Four to three to one. Yep. You haven't missed one yet. Pressure's on. That's right. All right. 
Time for a different franchise here. Most Assassin's Creed games have you fighting with the Assassins against the Templar Order, but which of these AC games has you switch roles and play as a Templar hunting Assassins? Is it A, Assassin's Creed Chronicles India, B, Assassin's Creed Rogue, C, Assassin's Creed Revelations, or D, Assassin's Creed Syndicate? We will start with... Who should start with this one? I'll go. All right, Freitas. I will say Assassin's Creed Rogue. 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 You all got it. I had to have one that wasn't too tough in there. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> yeah of course, you play... Uh, I think his name is Cormac something. Anyway, it's basically Assassin's Creed Black Flag, the exact gameplay, but they just okay. switched the story up. They job, bad guy. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty cool story, actually. All right, number six. Oh, by the way, it is now five to four to two. Number six. Which of these games does not allow you to create your own character? Is it A, Saints Row 4, B, Dragon Ball Xenoverse, C, Grand Theft Auto 4, or D, Monster Hunter World? Teague, we'll start with you this time. What was the choices again? So which one does not allow you to create your own character? Is it A, Saints Row 4, B, Dragon Ball Xenoverse, C, Grand Theft Auto 4, or D, Monster Hunter World? Uh, let's see. Okay, Freitas. Grand Theft Auto Four. Lee. GTA Four. You all got that one right too. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, I think Saints Row Four and Monster Hunter World are pretty easy. Kind of know you're creating your characters there, but um, Dragon Ball's universe. I wasn't sure if anyone would get tripped up on that one, but they let you create a character there too. All right. It is now six to five to three. Number seven. Two questions left. Fire Pro Wrestling Returns currently holds the record for the largest fighting game roster at 327 characters. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's as of March uh, 2020. <laughs> it's on the Guinness, Guinness World Records website. That's Jesus. Fire Pro Wrestling Returns. But so spe- thinking of fighting game rosters, which of these four games has the smallest roster of characters mm. to choose from, including DLC? So I'm going to give you four fighting games. And you tell me which one has the smallest roster. Mortal Kombat 11, Street Fighter 5, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, or Soul Calibur 6? Uh, Lee, we're going to start with you this time. I'm going to guess Mortal Kombat 11. Okay. I can't remember how many. <laughs> okay. Dan? I will say... a. What was the first one? So it's Mortal Kombat 11, Street Fighter okay, 5, Super Smash Ultimate, or Soul Calibur 6. I'm going to say Soul Calibur 6. Okay. Derek? Soul Calibur 6. Correct. Soul Calibur 6. Yeah. I didn't want to agree with that. <laughs> well, it's the right answer, so it's a good thing you did. <laughs> and in case you're curious, of course, Super Smash Ultimate, I put that one in as a free non-option because that's got 82 characters, counting DLC, as far as I know. Uh, Street Fighter V, once you get all the packs, has 40. Yep. Mortal Kombat 11 is up to 31 with the DLC. And then Soul Calibur VI also had six characters added there at 27, though, because they launched with 21, I believe. Nice. By the way, just out of uh, just in case you're curious, Street Fighter V, I believe, launched with the smallest. It launched with the smallest roster initially, but they've added okay. a lot since yeah. then. Well, they I only had they like had, yeah. they had like 16 fighters to start or something crazy. Yeah. yeah. All right, and the final question. It looks like Dan has this game in the bag, but we'll still do this last question. 
Dan has gotten he's seven for seven. Let's see if he can bat a hundred here. A perfect game. All right, so game length is a hot topic in the gaming world. Which of these massive games has the longest average completionist time according to howlongtobeat.com? If you guys aren't familiar, howlongtobeat.com, yeah, right. Howlongtobeat.com gives you three different averages. It'll tell you kind of the main story, the story plus some extras, and then a completionist, which is basically you've done everything the game has to offer. And so this is for the completionist time for these four games. Which one has the longest completionist average? Um, All right, we'll start with A, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. And by the way, this is not including DLC. This is just the base games. Okay. Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, uh, The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Red Dead Redemption 2, or Persona 5. Ooh. Which Ooh. one has the longest completionist time? We'll go Derek, Lee, then Dan. The Witcher 3. All right, Lee. Oh, Dan, stop looking it up on your phone. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm using my brain. I need a perfect game here. <laughs> I'm going to say Persona 5. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say Breath of the Wild. Answer. All right. So at 161 hours, this is not the longest one, was Red Dead Redemption 2. That's in fourth place. And third place was Persona 5 at 172 hours. Oof. Jesus. And second place is The Witcher 3 at 173 hours. Yeah. And then the average completionist time for Breath of the Wild is 182 hours. Yeah, that's right. That's I don't think I stuck hours in it. <laughs> what was that, Lee? Sorry. I said, I don't think I put in that many hours into Zelda. I no, think neither I'm did close I. close to maybe... 70? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I might it's have just a long time. game, but seriously. Yeah. It sounds That's... like people just walk like, oh, You know what's I mean, funny is have... of, of those four games, of course, I didn't really get into Persona 5, but I put a ton of time into Witcher 3, Breath of the Wild, and Red Dead 2. I still have put more hours into AC Odyssey than any of those games. Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy. I think the main thing, though, Tim, is that for Derek, we just want him to acknowledge that I just got all eight right. So mm-hmm. I just want to—I just want him to acknowledge that. So. Derek, is there anything you wanted to say? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Whatever. You got a—you got a really sweet chair, so you don't have to worry about anything sure. else. That you're winning yeah. with that chair. I do love my chair. I'm really that Marvel gaming chair you've got is pretty awesome. Kind of hate you. I got another one coming in for a little. Little Ian. Ian's excited. All right. Well, we don't need the tiebreaker. I'll hang on to that for a future quiz of some kind. Yeah. Well done, Mr. Freitas. You're on fire tonight. That was good. Thank that you. was real good. I am a nerd. So. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on to a new segment we're calling Console Wars. All right. In this segment, basically, we take some sort of topic, whether it's between consoles or the broader gaming industry, which is more what we're going to talk about this week, and just talk about two different perspectives on on uh, a topic and one of the reasons we have lee here is because we highly value his insight and experience with pc gaming of course if you listen to our show you know derek is a pc gamer and you also know that daniel and i are not at least actively pc gamers maybe in the past i know i did a lot of pc game back in the day but just not anymore so Yes, it's called Console Wars, but the idea here is to answer a few questions. Uh, I want us to go over a couple things. We'll start hearing from you PC guys on what you would argue are the pros of PC gaming over consoles, and you already covered some of that, but you can feel free to reiterate some of that. Uh, And then we'll also 
if anyone wants to chime in on what are some of the pros of being a console gamer over PC. Yeah. So let's start with you PC guys. And Lee, since you're a guest, I want you to kick us off. What would you say? Maybe it's just one or two to get started. What are some of the pros of PC gaming over console gaming? Uh, we pretty much covered it at the beginning when I said graphics. That's far and away the number one reason um, that PC gaming has an advantage. Um, I'm not saying that consoles don't deliver good graphics because I have seen, I mean, I I have a you know PS4, I have an Xbox, I have a Switch. <laughs> I have all of it. And I can't be dishonest and say, oh, the graphics suck. No, they're, they're, they're tremendous. They're, they're good graphics. It's just when it comes to other games, um, you know, with PC, like I pull up, say, Ghost Recon Wildlands on PC. Mm -hmm. You look out into the horizon, you look into the mountains, and it's just, it's all too real. It's absolutely all too real. Um, you know, the, the definition in, in the flora, the, the, the way that the roads look, the vehicles, um, the character movements, they're, they're all just top-notch, in my opinion, far better than what I see on console. And that's right there, the, the number one reason why, you know, as a gamer, if you want to experience the very best in terms of graphics, you go with PC. The other thing that I also want to kind of point out with PC is that you don't necessarily have to spend a crap ton of money in order to get the best experience for yourself. Um, you know, with PC gaming nowadays, you go from 1080p 60 frames per second to 1080p 144 frames per second to 4K 175 frames per second, which would require a shit ton of money, but it it, it exists. How much would it cost um, to do something like that off the top of your head to do a, a 4K 170 plus frames per second? What would that run somebody? This cost me overall. Now, mind you, I have modded it. I have done. I have, have put in a lot of. I've put in a lot of money into it. So, this has. This is nearly ten grand worth right here Oof. behind me. Um, and that's and that's not even taking into consideration the monitors that I have in front of me. I have three 4K monitors. Good lord. Um, moving um, into your house, right? <laughs> you know, I, I can't even, I, even my peripherals that I have in front of me, um, you know, that's something that you also have to take into account. So really, if you want to, if you want to have just this, be able to do 4k 170 plus frames per second, you're going to need to really invest close to that number and you're going to need to get a monitor that can do that. Yeah, which what's is the point very... of having a machine if you can't display it, right? So... Right, exactly. The monitors that, I mean, today, I know the monitors that can do that run close to about two grand <sighs> by themselves. Just the monitor. Um, just the monitor. <laughs> I know there's there's one who, some there's a YouTuber who gets all of this hardware that he can use to show benchmarks, show numbers, everything like that. And I think he had a 65-inch gaming monitor that was 4K, 144 hertz, um, G-Sync, every single thing that you could expect it to be. And this is like a $5,000 65-inch yeah. monitor. So, mm -hmm. you know, a 65-inch monitor. 
<laughs> Not even TV, uh, specifically yeah. a monitor. Oh, yeah. A monitor. I mean, they call it the hey, BFG. Dan, I'm glad you said that actually, because I was going to ask this. This is yeah. a completely noob tech question. What is the difference between a monitor and a TV these days? So a monitor has uh, technology in it that coincides with your graphics card. Uh, you've you've probably heard the term G-Sync or FreeSync. Um, I have. I just don't know what it is. So basically what that is, is called, it's, it's adaptive technology, which is how your monitor basically uh, takes all the data that comes out of your graphics card and interprets it and eliminates things like screen tearing and the need for um, other software-based alternatives like V-Sync. So um, okay. it, it basically makes it so your screen is smoother. So it can uh, basically it allows the computer to focus on other right. uh, efforts. Got it. Well, for the movement exactly. to be smoother, or for like visuals to be smoother. For, for the movement to be okay. to be smoother. As yeah. you're as moving your character, you know, left and right. If you right. start jarring the right, then it allows the character. It allows your view to remain smooth rather than you see lines in the screen. Right. Gotcha. Right. So that that's the biggest difference is that. Uh, that sync like that exists on monitors, whereas on TV, uh, consoles don't necessarily have that type of technology, except for the Xbox. Sync associated with it. I'm not 100% sure. Um, it does. So, I actually have my One X hooked up to my monitor. And okay. It has that. So, it has that. Yeah. FreeSync is like the cheaper version of uh, the adaptive sync technology whereas g-sync is like the more upper class one just because it's made by nvidia who owns the con the graphics card market right now so yeah. that's that's essentially um the difference um okay. i mean otherwise really it's, it's a tv and a monitor can they can both work the same way all right, so, and we're going to kind of get to this towards the end of, like, any advice you have for someone who's getting into PC gaming, potentially in the future, and I'll put myself in that bucket. There's a potential for it in the future. So, if I were to if I were to invest a bunch of money into this really powerful machine, but I'm like, hey, I've already got a 4K TV, and I'm happy with it, and I just want to hook my new PC up, I'll get a wireless controller, maybe wireless keyboard and mouse for certain games, and I just want to hook it up to my 4K TV, is that, am I going to have as great of an experience as I'm, as I'm expecting, or am I going to be disappointed because it's not on a monitor at that point? Uh, you know, I would say as somebody who would enter the market into, into that market, you would have, you would have a fine experience with it. it okay. It's not something that it's something that your eye has to train itself to. And eventually you will probably notice it depending on the game that you're playing. Okay. Um, gotcha. You know, if, if you're playing some indie game, you're not going to see it if you're playing a heavy loaded triple a game like assassin's creed or division or you know something else of that in that regard then yeah you're probably going to end up seeing it at some points and then you're going to want to look at investing into a monitor that has that technology now it's not like you need to spend two three thousand dollars for a monitor that can do that there are monitors in the 200 300 400 range that will still do it and give you a, a good experience because it's, you know, still going to be 27 inch or 32 inch, depending on, you know, what size you'd like. Um, yeah. yep. You know, for, for me, as uh, as my gaming has evolved, actually, as the years have gone by, is I'm actually planning to 
take my 4K monitors, take them out, and go to a 38-inch ultra-wide monitor mm. because I want to have a curved setup. Um, I, I feel like there's too many pixels that it's going to affect my computer's performance at one way or another down the road. So I want to make this last for me a little bit longer and not necessarily have to jump into a new graphics card every year. Only for the fact that, you know, my wife would end up killing me <laughs> if I do that. <laughs> well, that's wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but aside from that, it's, it, you know, it, it's, it's just how my personal preference has evolved. Okay, uh, cool. As, as the years have gone by. So we, so Derek, I, have, I have some. I was gonna say, Derek, we've heard some of the power uh, pros, right, of having a PC, right? It's, yeah. It's gonna look better. It's gonna process better. You're gonna have just visually an overall better experience, provided you're willing to invest. And we'll talk about the cost at, at you know in a little bit. But for right now, what what are some of the other pros that you would say PC gaming has over consoles? Well, I, I will hit on that because there's a couple things I was thinking as Lee was talking. About. I I just want to state that. PC Master Race, and I'm like your ghetto trailer trash. <laughs> okay, so my experience is going to be my experiences are going to be closer to what you guys experience on console, but I can say, as somebody who still console games all the time, it's a huge upgrade. And even as uh, Lee was talking about, you know, going from a big screen TV, which I love my 4K TV. I have two of them. I like the the newer one that I got like six, seven, seven months ago. Really nice, really good one. I checked all the reviews. It's a good TV, and it even runs as a monitor, really good. Like it, it actually got high reviews for you can use it for a, a monitor. Um, but switching over and switching to the new monitor I got, which is a I don't even know if I want to say mid-tier because, uh, like Lee was saying, there's four or five thousand dollar monitors, but it's it's not your lower tier monitor. It's it came out at like six hundred bucks, and I ended up getting it for three hundred. Basically, it's it's got HDR, it's fourteen forty p, and one hundred forty four hertz. It's a huge jump for me, even though graphically, technically, I should be dropping down because I'm dropping from native 4K on my big screen to 1440p. Because I'm on a smaller, more condensed screen that is clear, and like he was talking about, the technology that's already built into the monitor obviously helps the, the, the way, not only the way the picture looks, but the smoothness of how everything runs and everything like that. So what I was going to say is that switching to this monitor, I'm already seeing it at a huge difference, not only in my PC gaming, but even my console gaming. Like literally today, I moved from my couch. I had my Xbox One X set up on my big screen. I was playing Need for Speed Heat. I brought this bad over, hooked it up, and I moved it over to my monitor, plugged it in, started messing around with the, the settings for the Xbox One X for the Put it up, need for speed heat. Not exaggerating. While I can see that it's not native 4K, it's not as crisp. Everything else is an upgrade. The colors, the way it runs, the smoothness, everything is an upgrade. So when you combine all of that, that's where you're getting some of that upgrade that PC Master Race is talking about. It's not just one thing. It's everything works better together. And yes, you you sometimes have to pay a pretty penny. But sometimes you can be more 
I spend a lot, but I don't spend where he's spending. I would Dude, uh, you said more. pretty penny, and Lee, while you were talking, he sent us a link <laughs> to this Asus Republic of Gamers Swift PG sixty five UQ sixty four and a half inch four K HDR one hundred forty four hertz gaming display, and this thing runs four thousand five hundred bucks. So Derek, Jeez. go ahead and get your shopping cart ready. I was gonna say uh, goals. Yeah, <laughs> I was pulling that Actually, up I think it was that. I think it was this exact monitor that he's just linked us to, but I think I found the 27-inch one. I think it was 1200 bucks, and I was like, man, oh, I, I want to get this. Mm. But anyways, so to answer Tim's question, um, some of the other benefits, I would say biggest thing for me is, uh, uh, and I said to you earlier, Tim, that I thought you might be interested, is you have unlimited options. So not only am I talking about upgrading and your visuals and performance and stuff like that, that's obvious, but you can create, uh, you can create the games to be played, to look and play a certain way, but you can also change the way you play an actual game that's designed one way. We talked about it last, or I talked about it last week. Tim took shots at me this week about my long conversation but that changed the way I played that game, and that made the game what I thought was already a fun game, but I was bitter towards. I now love, like, I love the game because I was able to change the way I play it and I enjoy it. But the other thing I was going to say is, and this is what would definitely pique Tim's interest, I actually just bought NBA 2K20, and you can do this with Madden as well. You can go download mods to add NCAA football and add NCAA basketball into those games. Okay, and actually, now we're talking. Yeah, I'm actually working on the NBA 2K20. So I'm taking my time. I'm making sure I do proper research because it's a little more hectic than even what I did with Securo. But you can, what you literally do is you change the way the whole game boots up. So instead of booting up NBA 2K20, if you do it right, it boots up. Everything's NCAA. I was going to say, because there's so many different systems. Like in the NCAA, what makes those games almost RPG-like is the whole recruiting system and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, so, that'd be a pretty big load to carry. Everything. So not only are you thinking, oh, you, That's so you're you just said. talking about going into a mode where, where you uh, pick Michigan and you play in their arena. No. The whole main area is all NCAA. The announcers are all NCAA. It's CBS Sports instead of, I think, on NBA 2K, it's TNT. So they've yep. changed everything. They've rewritten this game. They've created a college basketball experience. And again, you can do this with Madden football as well. They've created an NCAA football game. And you can mod this entire game and you can change your entire experience. So for me, it's options. And again, I'm just dipping into it. I'm not fully there. But as I dip into it more, it's making me even more excited that I'm like, I'm so glad I took the step that I'm learning more. I'm, I'm learning the technical side as far as, you know, what to look for, uh, what's a good buy and all that stuff, but also how to mod your games and run them better. So do you, um, do you guys remember MVP baseball by EA Sports yeah. years ago? Yeah. I mean, so that came about, out. Yeah. So that came out on PC in like two, their last one was like 2005, I remember. Okay. So there was a group of modders who actually yearly, because they, I think they stopped making it after the fact, they actually modded the game to have the yearly rosters, um, uniform changes, uh, texture changes for all of the baseball stadiums. And this went on until I think 2000. 
12 or 13 or something like that. Like they kept going at it. So the game technically lived on you know, for eight, nine more years after the fact. And, Jeez. you know, it was still playable. It still played great. Wow. I still have my copy of it. And if I, I mean, I could probably install it and, and still play it. So again, yeah, that's there's, the, that's there's the only way thing. I get my NCAA football fixes. Is I, I go yeah. back to NCAA 14 on my 360 and even on a 360, you can download the a roster file. Just put it yeah. on a USB and then pop it into your 360 and, uh, yep. and upload it. And that works. But the problem is that game, and I'm sure this was the same thing with MVP baseball, the gameplay itself is just so dated. Oh, yeah. The visuals are so yeah. dated. It's, so you could do 2020's roster? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. So you could basically, you're relying on other gamers out there to have created all that data. Yeah. And but what's cool uh, about what, because he's talking about updating an old game and updating yeah. rosters. And you're right, Tim. You can do that with even. Um, you know, NCAA football and some of the games on consoles, mm-hmm. but they do this yearly with each new game that comes out. So every time mm-hmm. NBA 2K20 improves their game, they're able to improve their NCAA modding. So you see what I'm saying? So they're yeah. not only updating rosters and announcers and all that stuff, but you're getting the gameplay improvements. So it's like you're getting an, mm-hmm. an NCAA, a, a new game every year. Again, it takes some work. I'm not sitting here and acting like it's easy. I haven't even done it yet. There's a lot of downloading. There's a lot of instructions for me to follow. Now, once you get into it and you know your stuff, it's not a big deal, especially a lot of the YouTube videos I watch are like, this is so easy. And I'm like, I don't know what you're doing. (laughs) I'll get to a place where I'm like, okay, this is so easy. A lot of guys from Jersey on those videos you're watching. So so easy. I think as we talk consoles, you're going to have the opposite where you're like, okay, many options but the 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 way you can just sit on turn on the system and everything works the same that's a big benefit too but i think has come a long way where like i hear i used to hear all the time people be like yeah but you can't guarantee your game's gonna run and that was true back in the day you would buy a game and you'd be like it's not working with yeah there's some kind of weird compatibility issue right something's off right but like, I never run into that issue. Like, everything, the drivers automatically update on their own. You just have to tell them, hey, I want auto updates. They update on their own. Everything's always set up like a console where you just turn on the PC. The only difference is I have to use a mouse to pick what game I want to play. And then everything's Ugh, ran by control. So annoying. All right, so that actually transitions me over to, Dan, I want to get your take on, and we can come back to you guys, too, if you have other responses on <laughs> pros for PC gaming. But... Freitas, your thoughts on some of the pros of being a console gamer compared to what it might take to be a PC gamer, based on what you know? Um, well, I would say definitely affordability. I know Lee was just saying you can kind of finagle, I guess, pricing and, and still get something pretty solid for uh, PC and, and all that, and it not be crazy, crazy expensive. But definitely, if you want to be able to play AAA games that, you know, if you have a good TV and the games do look good and you know also exclusives too um because you know sony has exclusives and xbox and Mm -hmm. nintendo um you get exclusivity with certain games affordability um for someone who's not good with tech um, i'd say a console is also uh beneficial uh as far as getting it together you don't Mm -hmm. have to worry about buying separate parts it's just a box you take it out of another box and you plug it into your tv (laughs) 
and yeah. and you're just good to go. As long so, as you know where to find the input button on your remote, you're you're fine. Yeah. Right? Which I mean, some people like my mother-in-law is like super terrible with technology. Like it, it's almost like a tutorial when I sit down with her and she gets something new. I'm like, so this is what this button does. Yep. You press this and then you mm. go to this and then you do that. <laughs> so, like I I set up her, her fight I for um Christmas we got her a uh, Amazon Fire Stick. And she she did pick up uh, pick it up pretty quick. Yeah. Um. But this there was still like yeah I kind of had a learning curve stuff. right. Yeah. yeah. It, it, what normally would take somebody like ten seconds would be like oh so here it is you plug it in and you're good to go it took like a few minutes with her but. Okay so then uh, certainly the ease of access totally. Yeah. Uh, um, affordability I can't I have to emphasize that one because that was the first one I, I of course was going to go to and the the affordability of console gaming is just undeniable i mean you can get we've i've seen deals this spring even you can get an xbox one x so like the best version that there is of any console that's out there with a game i believe for 300 bucks and then you sign up for something like game pass and you have access to a whole bunch of triple a games um so i feel like the affordability is not even close so if that's yeah. the number one priority for someone who's trying to decide which direction do i want to go i think console gaming is a no-brainer if affordability is the number one priority, I think. Right. Um, you know, for less than and, 500 bucks, you could not only have a great console, but also a whole bunch of games. Um, and certainly for under a thousand bucks, you could get a great TV, great console, yeah. and some games. And again, with the games, if your tastes vary, like you just like a, a wide variety of games. I mean, you look at like PlayStation just over the years, like there are games that they've released you cannot play anywhere else. Like it's true. Last The Last of Us is one of the greatest games ever made. You you can only play that on a PS3 or a PS4, like period. So if that's something that you're interested in, you're like, oh, I, I like interesting stories. Like that's where you have to you have to play that game on one of those two consoles. So, yeah. you know, agreed. Yeah. So affordability, simplicity, and there are just flat out going to be gaming experiences that you can't get on PC. Now let me flip that back on the other side. There's PC gaming experiences that either you won't get at all on a console or just aren't as good. Absolutely. A good example of that is a really fun uh, strategy game I was playing, I talked about on the show, called Frostpunk. Really cool little game, and it works fine with a controller, but boy, it'd be much better with a keyboard or mouse. You know? yeah, or I was, sure. my, my daughter has actually shifted away from Animal Crossing. She's getting bored with it, and she's, uh, she's jumping into Super Mario Maker 2. Cause she saw that I have that as a downloaded I game. saw you hopping into that. Like it was yeah, so she's up. been, she's been playing that and building levels and stuff. And so nice. as she's playing it, even with a little stylus, I was just like, boy, if there was a way to do this on the PC and then either play it on switch or PC, like to be able to create levels. And there's just certain things that the inner, the interface of a PC, I think has a strong advantage because oh, yeah. you have every option available to you, you know? Yeah, for sure. I, I, I think it's weird that consoles don't just allow you to hook up a, a mouse and keyboard with those kind of games like um tropico 4 i think is the one that they gave out for free and i'm super into those kind of games like tropico or um, age of empires things like that where you're kind of like almost like building like a city or something like that yep. um and it's okay with the controller like it's doable yeah but um if i'm playing on the console it's like i kind of do wish i could just plug in like a mouse and keyboard and just play it that way just because right. it's there and i'm playing it on it's the because console. they don't want you to hack it daniel they don't want you to hack. Listen, <laughs> I'll just get Lee to hack it for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so and I, I, think, also, yeah. I think Xbox does have keyboard and mouse support. 
um, does. That, games, that though, was right? that was introduced. Um, it's only with certain games, but the, right. it it's getting wider. They're they're, yeah, yeah. they're allowing it to be more. Um, but just to go back quickly on something you did mention, I don't advocate it, but there are PS3 and PS4 emulators on PC that allow oh, sure. you to play <laughs> Last of Us. So, um, I mean, yes. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just saying it, it it is it does exist. I don't recommend it because you don't always know what resource you're getting it from. Yeah. Um, and they, so, they could be doing something jacked up to it, you. Right? And they, they could do something where they could plant mm-hmm. some type of yeah. malware or, or whatever. I mean, and, and the thing is, too, it, it also takes away money from the devs. So yeah. not it's, something it's that one I... Thing, it's one I see thing what you're saying. Options, options, bro. Options. <laughs> well, it's one thing to options. have a Super Nintendo emulator and be playing, you know, some old Super Nintendo game and then this that. Yeah. So. Something like that, Bahamut which... Lagoon that won't come out anywhere again oh, ever. Yeah. That yeah. game is so excellent, though. That game was great. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think there's been some good pros for both that have been mentioned so far. What would you say from Derek and Lee is the biggest con to PC gaming from your perspective? as, as guy, Especially from you, Lee, I'm curious, as someone who's done a ton of PC gaming, and Derek as someone who, it seems to me, and I could be wrong, Derek, it seems like you're picking up your PC gaming but maybe I'm misreading it. But what are what would you say is the biggest negative uh, for PC gaming? My biggest issue is the fragmented platform that PC actually is. Okay. With having Steam, UPlay, Origin, hmm. Epic, the Windows Store, BattleNet, every single one of those, I. I I long for the days where you install the game and it's done. There's no there's no platform with which you had to adhere to in order to get this game or that game. And and more so recently with the whole, oh, it's an Epic Store exclusive or it's a Steam exclusive. Okay. This is not how it used to be. Almost like buying yeah. a virtual console on your PC, right? To run yeah. certain yeah, games. Exactly. Through. Exactly. Now of course, you know, the the, the other part well, free. Of that is the other part to that is, yeah, what you're saying is, okay, it's just installing the program. And there are ways to get around it. Like, I have a single application that gathers up all my games, and it's just right there in that library. So, whatever. But I think for some people who aren't as experienced, that's definitely an issue. That could definitely be an issue. Um, I think the solution think to that is going to, and who knows if it'll ever happen, but I think it's somewhere close to what movies anywhere has done with movies. And I, and I realized they haven't gotten all movie studios on board. So like, yeah, for, for example, my wife and I wanted to buy the hunger games trilogy. So we did, we bought it on, um, on the Microsoft store, but it won't sync up to movies anywhere because I think it's Lionsgate. They don't have the agreement with movies anywhere. So anyway, it's not perfect, but in general, if I buy something on prime video or the iTunes store or Microsoft, they're actually all syncing together. I actually made a purchase. There was a, a really cool sale for the three, um, the Rise, Dawn, and War of the Planet of the Apes movies, like that nice. trilogy of movies. They're they were so like, good. they were they're really cool and they were pretty cheap on the Microsoft Store. They had a sale, so I bought those, and then I was able to watch them on Amazon Prime, or yep. I could watch them on iTunes. So that kind of thing, where there's a you know a games anywhere type of connecting app, would be. And Which, it sounds like you've got something like that, but that'd be really cool. Yeah. There is already some, um, it's a, a GOG, Galaxy of Games, actually has an app that synchronizes pretty much all the platforms. Even my place, even the PlayStation platform, it's actually on there to help you keep track of what you have. Oh, so, cool. for, so for me, I have that and um, 
you know, it, it synchronizes Xbox, Epic, uh, Origin, PlayStation, Steam, mm. Uplay, Battle.net, whatever you whatever you have, it, it's going to put it all in there, which to me, it's a better way of managing my library as far as um, my games that are involved. And you need to even send have, me a link to that. Yeah, yeah cool. I'll send it there. It's it's a really nice and it's very lightweight comparatively to like Steam, which is turning into a hog. Um, Origin has always been terrible. Yeah, I fired um, up an old PC of mine Origin. that I apparently had Steam on, and that like uninstalling that sped yeah. my computer up tremendously. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the only thing that, I that's like nice. about Epic is the and I was telling Tim about this. We had a conversation earlier. Is only thing I like about Epic is because they're trying to make a name for themselves, they're giving me a bunch of games for free. Oh, absolutely. So that, it's a great that's the only way to, reason why I like Epic. It's right. a great and marketing. you don't pay anything, right? It's not a subscription service. No, it's just I don't pay anything. I just log into my account account and those things and they're like quality games like i was telling tim they just gave me just cause four and i've gotten some other triple a games that are brand new they're 30 60 dollar games free yeah but my wife and i just both installed just cause four because it's right there and why not it's right there we're like why not and i think the other disadvantage to it too is repairs especially for people who don't have the experience that i do Mm -hmm. um so one of one of my PCs from years ago, I took it to uh, I took it to an extra life event, and it was working great. Came back home with it, plugged it back in, wouldn't turn on. The reason why is my motherboard had cracked because of all the traveling that I did, and it took me literally a week to figure out what the hell is going on. Now, the worst part about it is that motherboard was from a previous generation, and it's not like something I could buy you know, from, from Amazon right off the bat, it's something that I had to find. So there's your, there's, I think your third disadvantage is that if you don't keep up with the trends, which lends to your, to the disadvantage of it being the cost, if you don't keep up with the trends, if you don't keep up with the technology, then you're going to be in a not so great situation. Now, you know, on the, on the flip side, you could go with cheaper alternatives and it would still be fine because they're all, pretty easy to work with uh they they're the the parts are very easy to put together mm-hmm. and make it so it works optimally but well haven't they I, haven't manufacturers across all those components they i feel like their compatibility has gotten so much better over the last few years oh they have they absolutely have and they've, they've streamlined it where it's not as confusing you know Mm-hmm. what um what model is um your your gaming versus your workstation versus your yeah. you know industrial um you, you know which direction you're going with your you should you should know where you're going with your parts based on yeah you know your own research but some people don't necessarily know how to research that so it, it's it's tough I think that's it the is thing tough. that's um definitely as i've gotten older and i'm further removed from because when I was younger and I even went to like a tech school and I was like, I love technology. I, I want to put like computers together. I want to like do that as a job. And I just my life didn't go in that direction. But um, as technology has gotten better and it's just so it's just jumped up so rapidly, like it just seems more complicated to put things together, like to like what you have right there beside you. Like I, I would absolutely want that. I don't know if I could honestly put that together. I, I really don't. And that's the and. You know, the I've basic structure, the basic structure is pretty simple. 
It really is. It's um, it's you got your motherboard, you got your processor, you got your RAM, your hard well, drive. That I get, yeah. And then your video card. Mm-hmm. So it then you really, got all that all that other stuff in there. You got you, this, you got all the lights. All the, yeah, all the extra fluff. I mean, that's all extra fluff. Let me just throw that yeah. out there. That yeah. is for serves no other purpose other than for an aesthetic type of thing. Um, that's what I want. Lee. <laughs> I, well, I understand that. And the cooling. Uh, we got cooling in there too. Yeah, I've got liquid cooling in there. Liquid cooling. Yep. Yep. Um, I mean, cool. it, it's very cool. <laughs> Literally. Oh boy. <laughs> it's uh. Literally. It's hovering at around. It's hovering at around 39 degrees Celsius right now, so oh, it's I not see. it's not doing a whole lot right now. It's just yeah. kind of sitting there. Yeah. But it like I said, it's all aesthetic. Like I didn't even have to go get a cooler like the one I have. I could easily get something that's just a regular air cooler, and it it be fine. Um, it studies have been done where air cooling uh, has shown it's it's not as much of a uh, it it doesn't provide that much of a difference when it comes to performance um so oh, really in the very end all of this is very aesthetic yeah. it's it's my as i said before it's like a showcase piece for me because yeah but i would cool. actually say that could be under the pro column as well it just depends yeah, like if you're someone absolutely. who you take your hobby of gaming seriously which obviously we do because we do a podcast and we love it yeah. then oh, yeah. You know, it's and it's not that different than buying a special edition console or like if you were younger. When I was younger, I would right. put like like any kind of gaming sticker I could get from Electronics Boutique or something. I'd stick that on my Super Nintendo or something like that. So like it's the same thing that we all like to do, right? Yeah. We like to kind of personalize and customize our I've stuff. I've always wanted to do that with console. Like I think it would be super cool if like my PS4 lit up the way that that does. Like well, I would the new the new 3DS did that, but I don't think it really took off. But the idea was you have these replaceable plates that you can put on and really. Yeah create your own special edition. So there's always interest in that. And that is one thing I think it's fair to say that the PC really lets you modify it as much as you want oh, it, to. It absolutely yeah, does. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I literally have lights under my desk that are synchronized with this. <laughs> That's super am, cool, Lee. And lights behind the monitors that are synchronized with this via yeah. USB. That's so awesome. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I'll, actually, I'll... so when Tim posts uh, this episode in the comments, could you like take a picture of all that? Like, cause yeah. I'm yeah. super interested. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get a whole picture of my desk. I mean, you'll yeah. even see the other streaming PC that's connected to each other because yeah. this has the capture card and all that. Want to see so. the whole hey, this is supposed to be the con for PC. You're getting us all excited about it again. All right. So Derek, <laughs> what would you say is one of the biggest cons of PC gaming from your point of view? Oh, hang on. You're muted. Sorry. Sorry. I was muting because I had background noise earlier. Um, but uh, I would say as somebody who's a newer gamer, I would say it's it's overwhelming. And Dan kind of hit on it. It's overwhelming. Not, not the aesthetic part. I'm not even worried about that right now. Just um, like... Anytime I'm doing, anytime I'm buying something, and I have a little bit more knowledge now, I always message Lee. Lee, should I do this? Because <laughs> I know, I know if I just do it on my own, it, it won't be the biggest mistake in my life. But he did stop me. Like recently, I actually sent him. It was probably like two months ago. I was like, yeah. dude, every but every comment I'm reading is saying this is a good deal as far as specs wise compared to price. I'm like. It was a two thousand dollar PC. I had, I had the funds. I could do it, and it was the top of the line video card that's out right now. 
which is like a $1,200 card. And all the other specs were really high up. Basically, it was one for one. Like if you added all those up, it came out to about that $2,000. You weren't paying much over. They weren't making a lot off this. Um, and he, he said, look, it's a good deal. But the only reason why I would tell you not to do it is because you're saying deal right now, but you're saying that because the price of the video card is $1,200. That card should not be $1,200. It's overpriced. So wait until the next cards come out or announced, those cards should probably decrease in price. Mm. Then you're going to see these PCs more like you're, I'll be able to either buy just the video card or buy another PC at a much lower rate, or maybe even around that same price, but probably lower. Mm. So the, a little more complicated. There's a lot of pieces to it. You buy a console, you look at the console, they tell you it's 4K, they tell you it's $500, that's it, that's it. You're looking to buy a PC, you go, well, how much RAM should I have? How much storage should I have? Is this video card good? Does it do 4K? Does it do above 60 frames per second? Okay, but does it do it on old games, new games? Like what, there's a lot of variables. Yeah, also, is it compatible questions. with these other components that I'm looking at? Yeah. Like there's it, all that. Can the motherboard handle all the separate pieces? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but, and, and I don't build PCs, so that's the other thing is I overpay compared to, like, Lee. Like, even though he's spending more than, more than me, he's actually getting the price uh, prices of these parts a lot cheaper. He's putting them together. So it's, it's a little overwhelming in the beginning, but as you learn, and it's fun to learn, especially since it's our hobby. Like, I do want the best. I'm not going to get the best, but I I... I the best um but i mainly i set like what i want in my head like for me when i bought my pc that i bought three years ago i set in my head i want and this is before native 4k was really anywhere and like the xbox one x wasn't out i don't even think the ps4 pro was out we weren't getting native 4k we weren't getting even fluffed 4k so in my head, I was like, I want native 4K, and I want at least 30 frames per second. This hit that spot, and it was at a price point that I could manage. Now, as I've gotten that, I'm like, well, it's good, but these next consoles are probably going to actually surpass my PC or come real close to it. I want to go above that. So there's that that addiction to, to go higher, but like I said, it can be a little overwhelming. It can be a little pricey, but a little at, pricey. Least, yeah, <laughs> at least there's the option to do it. And that's good too. Like I said, the yeah. good and the bad are all perspective. For some person, they're going to walk in the room and be like, no, I don't even want to hear that nonsense. Just yeah. I'll pay $500. I'll sit on my couch. Right. Then you have somebody like me who's like, I want to hear that nonsense. Mm -hmm. I want to understand it so it's no longer nonsense. And then I want to start doing it. All right. That's and fair. You get, you get a better experience for the most part. Dan, if you, had to, if you had to name one con, Dan, of console gaming, what's one of the biggest ones that jumps out at you? Mm. Well, it's definitely um, power because, again, you're restricted by what they were able to uh, – put together parts wise when they started building the system. And by the time it even releases, it's already what, like at least a couple years old. Mm -hmm. So like those parts aren't even actually like 
the parts of that year when the console releases. So right. you're already buying something that's like at least a couple of years old. And then like, again, PC, you could buy the parts separately so you can upgrade faster and, and have that better, you know, better technology and better pieces inside your, um, your mm. machine. So right. yeah, it's, it's the, you can't take the machines apart. You can't take your console apart and upgrade certain aspects of it. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm with you. I think that's th- one of the biggest cons for sure to me another con that's worth mentioning is it's, you're going to spend a lot more on games with the console just overall you're just going to spend a lot more money on right. games now with things like um ps now and game pass those services are certainly improving and so that's nothing to sneeze at but in general you're going to spend a lot less to play a lot more games on a pc so you could make a pretty strong argument that yes you're spending more on the front end to get your system all set up and to get you know to get your specs where they need to be to play the modern stuff with really good visuals but over time it might kind of start to pay for itself as you save on games so i think there's a there's a strong argument to be made there the other thing well. too is pc multiplayer is also free technically <laughs> as opposed to yeah okay yeah um sure. i mean most ps games you have to uh do ps plus in order to play it online with your buddies Versus with PC, it's like okay, you know, what's your uh, what's your Steam ID or what's your UPlay ID? Okay, here we go. Let's go. Let's play. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's that's a good point. But I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love my. I enjoy my consoles. I really do. Sure. Um, I mean, I've been like I said, I've been playing NHL 20 with my son, showing him no mercy, beating his ass 35 nothing. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, but it, that's it, a good it, dad it, right it, there. And don't let yeah, anyone it, tell you it, different. You don't learn today. I know. Even my daughter, you know, she she's five years old, so she just started playing video games really just recently, and she grabbed the controller, and her and her brother decided they wanted to be on one team against me, and I said, oh, bring it on, kids. <laughs> bring it on. Let me light the lamp on you. Yeah, I do the same kind of thing with stuff like Mario Kart, you know, and everyone's playing, and I, I don't yeah. feel bad as I cruise to first. <laughs> like, I'll put down my controller and go get a drink while they're all finishing the race. my my wife gets furious anytime we play anything together she was furious my wife would she just look at me with just this disdain saying (laughs) just why why do you (laughs) have to do that i said because you know when i was their age i felt the same pain that they did so (laughs) it's just sometimes with my older kids who who know how to talk trash and can take it the younger kids i don't want to get them to upset with my older kids though i've got some in middle school and upper elementary And as I smoke them on something like Mario Kart, I'm just kind of like, do you, do you not know where the gas button is? <laughs> let me show you. Let me show you the buttons again. Oh, I, Damn, t- I, I had the, I had the puck on the blue line, and I told my son, hey, I'm gonna move it past the blue line, and then I'm gonna shoot it to the right side of the goalie, and it's gonna go upper right, and it's gonna go into that. He goes, no, it's not. I did the same. I did it, and he goes, how'd you do that? It's because I'm better. <laughs> I am better than you. That is fantastic. So, it, it's it's great to trash talk him, but at the end, it's I am teaching him how to play these games, and mm. you know, it's it's a ton of fun for for. All right, so we're gonna wrap it up with some advice for our listeners. So if you're out there and you are a, for whatever reason a PC gamer who doesn't have a console yet, um, what console should you buy? And so I'll start with my piece of advice, and I'll let you guys chime in if you've got a thought there. In my opinion, the console you should buy, of course it depends on the games, right? But it's going to come down to two choices, in my opinion. It's going to come down to whatever Nintendo has most recently or Sony has most recently. I think if you have a PC, you're going to be able to experience just about everything the Xbox has to offer. 
And, uh, and I think that's the place you should be playing those games if you have a, a good PC. So I would say if you are more into – look at the franchises. If you like stuff like God of War and Uncharted and, and Horizon, then you're going to want to go Sony. And if you like Zelda and so Mario – Yeah, maybe. If you're a Zelda, Mario, Pokemon type of a fan, then you're going to want to go Nintendo. Um, also, if, if uh, portability is important to you, Nintendo's definitely worth it in my opinion. So – I personally would say it depends on which game you want. If I had to pick between the two, right now I'd go ahead and get Nintendo because the PS4 is about to be defunct. So if you were buying a console now, I would suggest Nintendo Switch. Got an awesome library of games. And um, they have some pretty surprising sales for Nintendo on there. So that's what I would suggest. What would you guys suggest for a PC gamer buying one console? I would say the Switch. I would say save up for the PS5. Oh, save for the next generation of consoles. Yeah, because I think a lot of we've already seen that that Sony announced that a lot of their PS4 games are going to be playable on the PS5. Plus, you know, even though they have not really made any announcements for anything that you're going to be able to play on the PS5, like as far as actual PS5 games, you know they're coming. You know, in my opinion the Xbox of this uh, show. In my opinion, the PlayStation has the best catalog for first party over Nintendo, over yeah. Xbox, over everybody. It's hard to argue. So, and yeah. so, in my opinion, I would tell somebody to save okay. up for the PS5 because you're getting the PS5 catalog, which is the future, and then you're also getting uh, PS4. And Lee, what would you tell a PC gamer who's going to pick up one console? Honestly, I would have said in the past a PlayStation only because you had your PlayStation exclusives. Um, this mm-hmm. is for like the more adult gamer. However, with the recent announcement that Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PC, that tells me that Sony is so moving, moving more towards um, letting their first parties coming to PC. So I would say go with a Nintendo Switch only yeah. for that fact. Yeah, yeah. And Freitas, what about you? What would you say? I have an I have an idea of what you might say, but I don't know. Um, well, so when I worked Xbox. at Game, when I, Atari, when I worked at a GameStop, and any sort of mom or dad or whatever would ask me like, oh, what should I get? I'd always say two things. I would say depending on the kind of games that they like to play, so exclusives, for example, and um, do they want to play with their friends? Because little uh, back then, like PS3, Xbox, I mean, Call of Duty was big. I mean, it still is big, but like when it first was becoming huge, yeah, all the kids wanted to play Call of Duty with their with their bros. So yeah, yeah. and a lot of time that was, a lot of times that was Xbox. So I, I would say I'd be like, it, does a lot of their friends have Xbox? They probably want to play yeah, online. Yeah, do those with them. do those LAN parties or whatever? Oh, that that yeah. was after LAN parties, but still. Yeah. So exclusives and and multiplayer availability. What are your friend your friends playing on? Is that important to you? Do you like multiplayer games mostly? Mm-hmm. And you want to play with your friends? You're gonna get what your friends have. So yeah. well, yeah. although now we are starting getting into the realm of um, uh, crossplay, right? Yeah, so, that's true. And, that's uh, true. Playing on different consoles. So all right. So Dan, uh, I'm sorry, Derek and Lee. Uh, what would you say to someone like myself who's like, ooh? got this government money coming in and tax returns maybe is now the time to splurge on a big nice pc gaming rig and how much should i like where where should someone like me start do i just google how to build a gaming pc and let companies like Newegg and 
and PC Gaming Mag or whatever? Do I let them dictate that? What What's the approach that someone like me should take? Do I just go buy a pre-made one that GameStop or Best Buy or Dell are selling? What should someone do to get started? You have to ask yourself this question, and I, I think I posted this in your group. Um, what type of experience do you want from it? And two, what type of games do you want to play on it? And if you answer those questions, then then yeah. somebody like myself can help you understand how much you really need to spend. I can almost guarantee you you're not going to need to spend the twelve or fifteen hundred dollars to get a good experience out of it. Um, I just told somebody was just asking me actually, you know, they have around. 750 bucks 800 dollars. what can they get now <clears throat> they already have a monitor they already have a keyboard they already have a mouse you can get a pretty good system for 700 bucks and be happy with it at 1080p with 120 frames per second going on um if you wanted to really bump it up a little bit more if you want to go into and now my again this is coming from my own personal opinion i think 1440p is the sweet spot of gaming on pc um that's where you're going to get the best of your settings so that's where you're going to get the get the best of your frame rate then you're going to look at spending close to about 900 mm-hmm. so again and, it, and it's assuming a matter, you don't need like a monitor maybe this is just for that's the, assumed yeah. this is just yeah. for just just your tower just your rig yep. just your mm-hmm. because a lot of the pieces nowadays are are so cheap um you know, the, to, I've I've discussed this before with other PC friends of mine. Is that I think now is the golden age of PC building. This is the absolute golden age for it, and I think anybody who wants to try to dip their toes into it, you know, go ahead, and I will be your I will be your help through it all. And I I, I love I love this platform. Um, I think building it especially is such a gratifying and and just a, a great feeling to it um you know i i helped my son i built my sons and he was there with me as we were putting it together and grabbing all the parts and i mean it, it's just such a gratifying experience in my my view now that's not going to be the same view for everybody but sure hey just just take it you know if you really want to look into it then let's talk let's let's go in that direction and see where you want to go with it um you should charge well, I, for this, Lee. I mean, you could make millions off of Derek alone for all the requests he has. I told, I told Derek if he really wants to build one, then bring his ass up to here in New York, and I'll we'll build it together. Well, I was going to say, when I disappeared for like five minutes, I was packing my bags. Oh, okay. So he's... <laughs> he was packing to head up to New York. Yeah. Let's just say you just charge like 50 cents per question that people have for you. Something like that. Something real cheap. Like, yeah. You could, dude. You would. You wouldn't have to work anymore. I don't think. Uh, no, I like my job too much. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. No, I think that's yeah, awesome. So, folks, if you real quick, uh, what's the best way uh, to, for folks to get a hold of you or for them to listen to your podcast? I know you guys have a show that you do too. We had a show that we were doing. We're okay. kind of on a hiatus with it. Um, okay. So I'll I'll pass on that for now. But you guys can just anybody can message me in in your group, um, Karen, Jen, and just. Just tag me in something. I mean, that's how that's how everybody's been getting a hold of me. Is just hey, just tag Lee, and you know he'll answer whatever questions you have. And awesome. I'm more than I'm more than willing to discuss it. And you know, if it's not for you, it's not for you. But hey, I'll, I'll answer whatever question you have. And I'll it's it's all about transparency and honesty for me when it comes to this platform. Is I want people to be educated about it. 
What you know what I love is that, um, so I started a conversation about it, kind of half in jest and messing with people, but also kind of like, yeah, I've, I've, I've always wanted to get back into PC gaming, but that big wall of how much money will I actually have to spend? I've got a lot of kits. So anyway, um, and it's funny, I, I noticed right away that there are certain folks who get legitimately offended and up in arms when you talk about PC or consoles or whatever else, but you are just so annoyingly chill. You're just like, nothing bothers you. You're like, yeah, that's fine. If you don't want to, that's fine. But if you want to, I'll help you. Whatever. So I, I really have no reason to be upset at anybody. I, mean, I love it's... it. I love it. You're like uh, the basically PC master race. But I was going to say the opposite of PC master race caricature of like looking down on all the the peons below you. It sounds like you're yes. someone who actually yeah. legitimately yeah. wants to help people. I, I, do. <laughs> I still do. Yes, I still look down on all the console players. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Basically, Tim, what you're saying is Lee is a normal human being. <laughs> yep. Yep. Just a normal, nice guy. You know, just... Basically. There. No, but I think he said something real key, and I think it's you have to have vision. You have to know what you want. So you could do, for instance, for Tim, like, you, you kind of know what you're going to get out of the next-gen console. Now, don't buy into all the hype. It's not going to be 4K, 120 <laughs> frames per second on all... Uh modern gonna happen um but i think if you can go into it going okay i want i want i want for sure native 4k 1440p maybe that's good for you lee that's not what i want i want native 4k and i want to do 80 frames per second on most modern to two to three years from now then you're going to pay a pretty penny and that's going to scare you oh, away yeah. but if you bring it down and you go okay let's do 40 to 60 frames per second and let's do native 4k or let's drop it down down to 144 let's do 80 to 120 frames per second then you can start working on that budget but you have a vision and you know what you're getting into i think that's that's the important part know what you want do you want yeah. performance and or beauty or do you want both if you want both you know you're going to pay a pretty penny. cool up front you right. will save money and when you're talking about saving money on games, I was doing quick math in my head. Now, I buy a lot of games. But I, on average, I save 15 to $20 on every new release. So yeah. while, while Daniel paid $60 for Resident Evil 3, I paid $40. That's $18 I got difference there. When you do that and you multiply it by, let's say I buy 20 games and I'm averaging a $20 discount, do the math. That's... Yeah. that's a pretty penny i'm saving 200 a year or more than that 400 a year 400 times three years i've saved 1200 dollars the last three years that almost almost pays for my pc so there are savings it's true it's true touche yeah all right well this was good this was great i uh i who knows where i'll end up landing i mean i obviously have a wife and kids that i need to provide for and uh, and sometimes have to convince yeah. that it's okay to spend well, this much if money. If you're a real feminist, then you would know that your wife can provide, and you can buy whatever you want. There you go. Excellent point. Thank you. Thank you for opening my well, eyes last, to that reality. Last uh, last spring, we actually built my wife a two thousand dollar gaming rig. Mm-hmm. So I mean, she's she's just as much a gamer as I am. I have as, as much of a hardcore PC gamer as I am. So it was this one. And that's of those... one of that's the difference, right? Is that you you can get her just as amped up and hyped up for oh yeah the yeah. PC experience. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, but anyway, right. I think that's the struggle that all of us face when we want to invest in a major hobby of ours that we oh, majorly yeah. in a hobby of ours that we love, 
And you have to kind of convince those who are sharing those same funds that it's worth it. So yeah. who knows? Who knows what, what road will end up going down? But I can tell you this, Lee's going to be that person I contact if I do finally have that open door to make that call. So really appreciate you spending time with us tonight, man, to yeah, talk so and yeah, talk awesome. about all yeah, games, yeah. not just PC stuff. Very informative and, and fun conversation. Really appreciate it. Well, um, thanks for having me. Yep, yep. Thanks, Dan and Derek, of course. And thank you, listeners, for participating. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Here we go! Well, I do seem to attract the scum of the earth. Yeah, that sounds about right. Watch out! (laughs) Boy, you are not ready. Pikachu! Do what you were born to do. You are a hero. Finishing this fight. Look at that thing. Oh my word. So beautiful. And I got a pin. How do I pin? Let me see if I can get my whole desk. Woo! Look at that. Actually, there's my other monitor right it's like a fucking rave going on in there yeah man he is (laughs) (laughs) he is stealing our identities right now look at that (laughs) That yeah that's so cool i'm telling you the aesthetic the aesthetic part is part of the whole thing like dude the aesthetics for pcs when you build them like that i mean it's undeniably cool oh that's cool i like that. that